Hey, it's Joseph here. Welcome to the Who Are You podcast, episode 8. Today I'm exploring focus and attention. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for tuning in. The Who Are You podcast is produced fortnightly for your learning and enjoyment. Show notes are found at ruvand.co.uk. That is R-U-U-V-A-N-D dot co dot U-K. Do come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes. You can also follow me on Facebook and SoundCloud. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Welcome to Who Are You? Focus and attention. In our world of today, there are lots of distractions calling for our attention at any point in time. So whilst we may want to focus on one thing, our attention is scattered. And many times we feel it. We feel we are not fully there whilst we want to be. Other times it is that we don't focus on one thing and finish it. We start off many things and don't finish it. Um, I'll finish them. And people say, well, young people, that there is no, um, there, there, there is a lack of attention. They're, they have a short attention span. And sometimes it is accepted as a fact and not as if nothing can be done about it. One of the people who I admire, um, his ability to uh, put attention and focus on one thing and finish it to high perfection was Steve Jobs, uh, the founder of one of the founders of Apple, and also his ability to assist others around him to focus on one thing and complete it. But the challenge of focus and attention is not new. It's been around a long time. Yes, there are more electronic means for distracting ourselves. But even a long time ago, there were always distractions and people had to work for it um, to keep their attention focused. Vivekananda, writing on education, said, To me, the very essence of education is the concentration of mind, not collection of facts. If I had to do my education once again, I would not study facts at all. I would develop the power of concentration and detachment, and then, with a perfect instrument, collect facts at will. Another excerpt I like is this. There was a sage called Datrachea who in the course of his travels at one time was standing near a blacksmith's shop. A marriage procession with lots of people in their glorious dresses passed by, making plenty of noise. The blacksmith was engaged in making an arrow and did not look up at this procession. Datrotea was surprised and asked him about the marriage procession. The, ma- uh, the arrow maker said, that he was not aware of any such procession, and said that he was sharpening and pointing an arrow. He was absorbed and united in his work, so that the outer world ceased to exist for him at that time. 
his whole attention was directed to the sharp point of the arrow he was making. Here is another one I like. Because of my blindness, I had developed a new faculty. Strictly speaking, all men have it, but almost all forget to use it. That faculty is attention. In order to live without eyes, it is necessary to be very attentive, to remain hour after hour in a state of wakefulness, of receptiveness and activity. Indeed, attention is simply not a virtue of intelligence or the result of education, and something one can easily do without. It is a state of being. It is a state without which we shall never be able to perfect ourselves. In its true sense, it is the listening post of the universe. This is by Jacques Lucerne in his book, The Blind in Society. If this focus and attention is um, such a thing, what, what is it? And what is it that takes it away from us? Attention is a focus taken. But taken by what? It's usually taken by our senses. And that could be externally by people, things, media, yes, other things outside of us. It could also be internally in our thoughts, our interpretations, the conversations we are having in our head while something else is going on. So it is a response to our senses. Focus is the quality of that attention. So the center of our attention, the particular attention we are given, we see as a focus. In both, there is an element of compulsion of being taken by the our senses somewhere, but there's also an element of choice. What it is that is important to us that we have chosen to pay attention to? What is it that is important to us that we have chosen to focus on? So we're not, we're not powerless in, in all this, in responding to our senses. Sometimes when something is important, we can choose. And it is this element of choice I have a few questions about. Are you aware of your own levels of attention, generally and in particular circumstances? What consistently takes your attention? Is it different at different times in different places? Or is it the same thing or a similar thing? Is it a particular person? Is it a particular sound? Is it a particular thought or pattern of thoughts? Are there times or circumstances where you are most likely to pay more attention to an element of the environment or not?
If you are not yet aware of it, begin to pay attention. I meant begin to take notice of it. If you are not aware, you might be captive without even realizing it. But when you become aware, then you have choice. You see, what you pay attention to affects your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. For example, if you paid attention to the words I am saying, that would get your feelings, thoughts, and actions going in one direction, which might be different from if you paid attention to the tone of my voice, where the words no longer make as much meaning as the tone, how I say those words. And that might lead to a completely different or slightly different set of thoughts, feelings and actions. And this goes on in our relationships with the world around us, with people, with issues, with facts. So this is important. How then do we get to pay attention in this distracting, ever-moving, ever-changing, fast world? Here's a clue. This is a quote from A Voice at the Borders of Silence, written by Sir William Segal. Moments of stillness align one's forces. When man's energies are together in balance, more is possible than when they are random, disequilibrated. Heart and feeling are needed as well as the intellect. Concentration, attention is the key in any endeavour, whether building a brick wall, walking with a computer programme or painting a picture. So choosing to stay still is the start. Choosing to stay still and pay attention. You might say, pay attention to what? Pay attention to what's important. In this time, in this place, and for what reason? All that is dependent on what's important to you. So who are you? What ideals do you hold important to you as you live life, as you do your work in your relationships? What is your calling? What is it you know or you found or you think you are here to do, that you're here to achieve? What is there still to do that is left undone for you? What are you good at? Perhaps better than other people at. But what are you good at? What do you enjoy doing? What do you learn easily? The answers to these questions form the foundation of what's important to you. Those things that you have to protect, you have to nurture, 
you have to grow in. Because when these things are close to you, are fresh with you, then you choose to pay attention to the things that take them forward, to the learnings, the lessons, the stimulus around you that take those things forward. Your attention is no longer as random as it is chosen. Your attention can then be centered on a particular direction which is either conscious or unconscious but it is taking you towards where you want to be close to what is important to you or even if your attention is open your senses will pick from it where the stimulus that is most important to them will come from and will pay attention so in a lot of people talking you will hear words that resonate with you because you know what is important to you. You will listen to a boring speaker, but still take the lessons, particular lessons, or one particular lesson from it, because that is where it resonates with you. You will have to stay still, though, in order for those senses to pick up. Here is another quote from Good Company. Every individual has desires and we are plagued with these desires. But there is some time between each of them. Most of the time we do not allow this interval to stretch at all. No sooner is one desire fulfilled than we let another desire spring up. If people understood this, and allow themselves the luxury of a little interval, however short it might be, they would find that they could recharge themselves without doing anything but just being quiet for a moment or two. If people could practice this and enlarge this interval, say up to five minutes at one stretch, they would find that they had great power within, and the potentiality of realizing themselves would not be far off if they could go on doing this, giving themselves the luxury of two minutes of interval between one desire and the rising of the next. Such a pause, however short, could enable us then choose where to place our next attention, where to focus on what distractions not to pay attention to. Here is a simple exercise I learned about a year ago, which is to take a deep breath in and out between finishing one exercise or one activity and going into another one. And it goes, you take one deep breath for four seconds and breathe out for eight seconds. So one, two, three, four, out, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Whilst you're doing this, 
you will not be thinking of anything else but your counting. And that begins the practice of paying attention to one thing and one thing alone. If you find yourself drifting off, accept it and come back to your counting. As simple as that. With practice, it gets easier to choose what to put your attention to. Now, it doesn't get easier that distractions will come in, but to switch yourself away from those distractions gets easier because you don't battle with them. You just choose where to put your focus and attention, whether it is on a task or whether it is to paying heed to what is important to you. In any situation, therefore, choose either to have a centered attention or focus or open attention. If you choose to focus, decide your target and just do it. When you get distracted, because it is a when, when you get distracted, bring yourself back to attention. Don't argue with it, the distractions, just bring yourself back. Using what you've learned from the breathing exercise. And when you can, continue to work on the breathing exercise. Four seconds in, eight seconds out. Another tool you could employ in getting your focus and attention, especially on a task, is to um, get a timer, an alarmed timer, and set it for a period where you can focus on one task and one alone, so you can give it your full attention. Now the timing period has got to be short enough so that you feel it is possible for you to keep your attention, but long enough for you to accomplish something that makes it worthwhile. Personally, I find that 30 minutes works for me. So I set 30 minutes and I do one thing. And by the, when the, my alarm rings, I then make a choice whether to continue or to change to something else. And I've chosen 30 minutes because it is short enough for me to feel I can put my attention there and um, keep it there for that 30 minutes. Now, of course, there are lots of other tasks when I don't need a timer. The, the urgency of the task, the importance of the task will take me and I don't need a timer. But it is in... Um, undertaking tasks where I feel my attention could be taken from me, that I choose to employ the timer. So have a go. Try it. See what works for you. Thank you for listening once again. Focus and pay attention. Until next time.